Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I had no idea your hair was so long. Holy shit. Yeah, man. It's, uh, this is like kind of a Coolio look going too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> go tell your uh, homeboys and homegirls. Is it time for Kenan and Kel? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch that dial. Don't leave the room. They're they're always trying to get in the top, but they end up in the middle. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, not quite familiar with Kenan and Kel. Could you maybe give me a couple examples of other people that they're like? Mm. Oh, <laughs> uh, Penn and Teller. Okay. Uh, Abbott and Costello. <laughs> okay. Um, that might be the only two. There's at least two more. For... Oh, here it goes. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> I'm not. I loved that. Oh, really? That show what? fucking rules. I was not allowed to watch Nickelodeon. You Glad know, he auditioned for SNL the same time that Keenan oh, did. Oh, no. That's, I mean, that makes sense. That's sad. Mm. Yeah. It's crazy that Keenan has been doing sketch comedy essentially since the day he was born. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I assume Nickelodeon grew him in a tube to produce sketch (laughs) comedy. (laughs) Kel did a Pepsi commercial, though. That's pretty cool. That's great. Everyone can agree that's great. Hey, let's play. Let's do our jobs. No. So when we last left off, you had just taken this deal with the broker. The broker is now going to, you know, interview people across Bougenith and and try to find interested buyers who might be able to afford 1,500 yards of feather weave, which is, you know, more than enough to make a large ship. Mm. So you are currently living on his line of credit throughout the city you have a place to stay uh, for you and your crew that is fairly nice and you've got some time to kill because you are going to be competing in Iorpiora the tournament of birds the golden feather health to the strangers who've ever been kind and once for our friends ne'er to rise twice to the dearest we're leaving behind who know we can never All of the sky to the strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends ne'er to rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind, who know we can never deny the call of the sky. Right off out of the gate, uh, Jonnet kind of comes to Gable, and first off, he's like, Gable. 
Mm. Um, I'm sorry that um, we kind of uh, railroaded me into competing in a competition I didn't want to compete. I was going to say led you into a future fun time that uh, you know we just don't know the nature of yet. Okay, Um, but I don't know if if there's any chance that you need some help with the birds or like maybe want to bring me in. I I could, I could help out. I I just, I I want to, I want to make this right. Is it not the fate and goodwill of the luminaries to bring us here during a bird competition when we are with one of the greatest bird riders I've ever seen? Stop gassing me up, please. But you are you are the greatest. You're the I best. am very good. I'm very, very good. <sighs> now that you mention it, well, I don't know how familiar everyone is with actual racing, the the mechanics of bird racing in general. Is anyone? I'm a different bird. Still. Still. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to require sort of a real team effort through through all of the the games, we have certain roles that we need to fill. There are the racers, there are the jockeys, there are the assistants, there are... What's the difference between a racer and a jockey? The racer, uh, the jockey, is someone who feeds the birds. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Yes. Okay, yes. Yes. Exactly. And the racer? The racer is, the, like, the tail of the bird. Okay. And then the person is just a rider. Great. I uh, hope so there's someone's a racer, writing all yes. of this down. Racer, a person, and a jockey. And a rider, yes. And, I'm sorry. There's a racer, a rider, a person, mm. and a jockey. Yes. And real quick, what was the, the role of the person again? The person rides the bird. <laughs> no, the, the oh, racer rides the, the bird. Racer, the rider rides the bird. No, the, the rider bird. rides the bird. The racer is at the tail of the bird. Yes. The person is the person who puts on all the harnesses for the birds. And He's the like, jockey feeds the bird. Yes. And now... Quick question, just to make sure we're all on the same page. The bird is... A bird. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, great. So, cool. But, like, for, essentially what I'm saying is that I'm going to need quite a bit of help, and I think all of us are going to be taking certain parts in all of these upcoming events. So, are we ready for that? I'm, I mean, we, we kind of signed ourselves up for it, so mm-hmm. yeah. We... Are we supposed to be flying under the broker's banner? Are we developing our own uniform? What's what, was I that feel as though with his sponsorship comes like an outfit and and like uh, yeah various branded things. I mean, he's he's got to be making himself visible on our bodies at some point, in some degree. Sh- I'm sure we'd be able to offer some suggestions for modifications to the uniforms, though. Yeah, make it personal. So where are you guys <laughs> headed right now? Are you just like walking down the streets uh, by the market? Well, yeah, I mean, I think now that we have credit, we're just kind of taking in the taking in the town for sure. There's no reason to be subtle anymore now that we know we're going to just be in front of thousands of people for the next three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Someone buy me a drink. No, no, no. That is. One hundred percent incorrect. It is still very, very important that we're subtle. The broker is protecting our anonymity. We still have to be anonymous. That's why I would like someone else to buy me a drink so that a bird doesn't walk into a bar to purchase a drink. (laughs) Well, the broker, we're staying at their hotel, so the captain and I, um, so we are not seen on the streets, will spend our time in the hotel. Travis, if a bird were to walk into a bar, what would the bartender say? 
One bird or 100 birds? Depends. I think 100 birds. 185. Uh, 100 birds perhaps would walk into a bar. The bartender would likely say, oh, we don't serve your kind here. Yes. Uh, get the flock out. Mm-hmm. That's a, yes. Wow. That's exactly what that bartender would say. Mm-hmm. But so, Dref, you're going to be staying in a place elsewhere for no. the rest of us? No, we're staying in the broker's hotel, the hotel that the broker put us up in. His hotel. The bartender says, we don't serve your kind here. The last group of you that came in uh, committed a murder. Mm, yes. yes mm-hmm. this, Very good, uh-huh. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I understand. Uh, I am going to take care of some personal business. If anyone wants to come, they can, but I'm... Just going. You're inviting people to come to your personal business? <laughs> Why are you being so spicy? Not, Why? I just feel like we're all saying things and not thinking about them at all. <laughs> You're going to target me as an improviser. I feel pretty as if I could. It's I'm a, doing it's my best. I'm just, very a, t- just a very general note to the group. We all seem to be doing just random things. You want to go into a bar as a bird? How else would I go into a bar right now? Hmm? That's fair. Are you are you all right? You seem shaken up ever since we got... I feel like I am the only one applying the necessary effort to blend in and be anonymous. Jonathan, there is... <laughs> he says in this awful wig. This <laughs> awful, awful I, wig. But I'm not, I'm not leaving. Jonathan, you, you have a person... Actively looking for you. Which is why I was maybe going to come with Gable and then stop off at the reference desk to see who the person might be. Yeah. And ever since we got here, you've kind of been on edge. Even more so. I like, I understand the need that we've discussed our need for anonymity, but there's a certain amount of stress that you are putting on it. We are... Wanted criminals. The, the the news of us taking down the civility has already reached the broker, which means it is information that exists out there. Have you been here before? Never. But I do know this place by reputation. They kidnap pirates here. There is rules that they won't take our ship, but that doesn't mean that they won't snatch any one of us. Well, you could end up on a hold being held for ransom or worse given to the Red Fither Syndicate. Good thing we're not here as pirates. We are here as bird tournament participants. Racers, jockeys, persons, and riders. Mm-hmm. That is good, but we are also the people that we, I mean, that is why I am dorning a disguise. That is why we are trying to keep Oromar Vale, a very public figure, out of the public eye. Okay. I urge you to keep a low profile, but I understand that some of us are angels and birds, and we can't necessarily keep a low profile. But if you are going to, remember the broker's protection can only go so far. Okay. All right. Understood. Getting here has been uh, a, a whirlwind of emotions and and sometimes second guessing how smart it might have been to rob the civility and also to to tell the the broker about it. But yeah, you're right. You're uh, right. Let's, we'll, exactly. I'll double down. Yeah. I'll try I'm going to go get a profile. tattoo. Goodbye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Is it> what? <laughs> oh, Lord, <laughs> I want a drink. Come on. Okay. <laughs> what are you going to get a tattoo of? Oh, I don't know yet. Mm. Uh, this rules. I think <laughs> Travis and Gable go off. Yep. Oh, well, I'm, I guess I'm walking with them to the point until oh. I get to the reference desk. Okay, okay cool. Uh, 
Dref, are you just going to go alone then? No, the hotel. hotel. Okay. So, Dref is not leaving the hotel. Okay. So we'll we'll get to the hotel uh, in a second. Um, I, I think the three of you he- head off in a direction. Is there any direction that looks particularly seedy? Like the whole city kind of has that feel to it. You know, the the things that you know about the, there there is the roost, which is the bar where uh, the bird jocks are, are supposed to be hanging out. There's likely going to be some kind of tattoo parlor yeah. nearby, if not an in-bar tattoo artist. I feel like tattoo parlors are kind of like Starbucks's here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I bet there are definitely people who come into town just like with their setup like yeah oh for sure especially for this competition yeah, yeah, like yeah. this is a perfect time that people will just set up on a street corner and uh yeah and gable knows that with these type of competitions a huge part of like the psychological element is preening beforehand all of the riders getting together and kind of showing off and bragging and collectively it would be weird if the a writer showed up but wasn't at any of these social events prior they would probably talk about that person incessantly yes like oh we haven't seen them at all Ooh, wonder what they're like so did the broker give us something to sort of signify that we're on you know just some like a token of some sort it's, to be like hey this is this is our deal i can tell you as part of the metagame it is in your hotel room okay oh, there, there you go <laughs> Maybe we should go to, go to the hotel room at first no oh. yeah Okay, never mind. Well, we want to drop our stuff off. Yes, let's drop our bags off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everybody's going to the hotel yeah, room yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we got we got to check it out. So yeah. yeah, JPC, you're back in the scene. I guess <laughs> we, we we decided not to just exile you uh, out of the every game. everyone w- walks away, and uh, Dref is still in the lobby, and then he sees them out like conferring in the streets, and then turning He's, like, around on a line, <laughs> turning around and walking right back into the lobby. You're in luck. We're back. Ah. Good. So you've decided to keep a low profile? Oh, no, 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 no. We just want to check out the room first. I don't know why I asked. (laughs) So you are in the lobby of the Mori. Povich show? Uh, no, actually, you, you're in the lobby of the Memento. Uh, Povich show? This <laughs> hotel has a skull theme to it. Oh, um, hell yeah. Yes, yes. It's just uh, like Dan Aykroyd's vodka. <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd's vodka is there on the back bar. You can see it. They've sponsored this scene. Oh, fine. Uh, nice. For, for oh. product placement. We don't know what the product's called, oh, but we do know it's Dan yeah. Aykroyd's vodka. I will have one crystal skull vodka, please. The preferred vodka. Vodka of talking birds. Uh, <laughs> that vodka belongs in a museum. <laughs> uh, it's an alien. Anyway, go on. Uh, so yeah, the, the, like it is a nicely appointed hotel. Uh, you you can see a bank of keys that all have like a different stylized skull to them behind this back desk. The people are all dressed like spooky butlers. Um, <gasps> Gosh, you. Is this- it's the twi- it's the tower of terror. <laughs> it's an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is again another elevator as this uh, this town is famous for lifts and elevators. Um, and the I think the coolest thing about the employees is they all have face painted skulls on them. Gosh, cool. Yeah, they they're all dressed up. Welcome to the memento. I'm a different bird. Uh. A lovely creature you have here. Thank you. Uh, I believe we have uh, some rooms. Uh, is there a name on the reservation? Y- yes. O- Ormarville? 
Are they under his names? I will check. Thank you. Um, and they they go through that. There's this big, like heavy leather bound book that's decorated with like all sorts of skeletons on the front, and there's just a list of names. Ah, yes, the Veil Party. Um, your fellow crewmates have been informed that this is the location that you'll be staying at, and I believe many of them have already checked in. We cut to a flock of ravens <laughs> <laughs> flying out of the uh, broker's tower and then descending on individual crew members as they're like, throughout this it's just like my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is how be- I always knew I would go. Somewhere between twelve and eight hundred ravens. <laughs> I don't like birds. <laughs> oh fuck! Anyway, <laughs> yes, I believe many of them have already checked in. Oh, um, your which one specifically? <laughs> Did Dunstan check in? <laughs> Dunstan has checked in. I hope he's not getting up to any monkey business. (laughs) He is the ship's most valuable primate. (laughs) Directed by the same person. (laughs) When we're up in the sky, we call him an air bud. Directed by the same person. We're glad that the crew has checked in. I believe we have no more questions. Excellent. Where is our room? Do we have any keys, please? Um, you, un- unfortunately, I, I uh, must say that uh, we did not have rooms to comfortably sleep the entire crew. <laughs> okay. Uh, you will be rooming with the captain. Um, mm. We hope that that is not a problem. Mm. It should be. No, we all ship pretty well together. <laughs> you will have... Uh, they they take uh like there's a little door behind the bank of keys they they open this tiny little door and the take, key bank they take out a key that has a crystal skull on top of it <laughs> god uh, damn it and they place it in front of you you will be in the crystal suite uh just oh. take the lift to the top floor compliments of the broker of course travis flies down and picks up the key with his little bird mouth and flies off not careful no <laughs> oh I it's mean, okay it's fine the bird knows where to go you can only train them so well and that is quite a shiny object uh, that's fair i should have known he's very stupid <laughs> <laughs> many pretty things are <laughs> isn't ain't I, i'm gonna come back and talk to you later we'll, we'll kibitz anyway have a good night good evening so yeah you you've got the crystal suite it is going to be on the top floor of this place you can hear the the familiar shouts of excited crew members uh, ah! from different ah! doors merry christmas i'm jerry and i wanted a private room <laughs> also i forget what my voice sounded like jerry was- i'm jerry oh there it is jerry. yeah mm. Hope you don't mind bunking with me. <laughs> so yeah, there's it's 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 very much uh, the Great Muppet Caper hotel situation, uh, but with your crew, um, a very serious crew. Yes, you uh, can do whatever yeah, you want. I mean, wanna... Someone unlock this door for me. I can't unlock it myself, but here's the, the key. <laughs> Should have thought about it ahead of time. So you unlock the door yes and i would like one detail about this like presidential suite from each of you there's a tiger in it 
<laughs> and we fight tiger. the tiger. Yeah. We fight it, and we get a lot of experience points. Uh, I turn around, and Dref has a big face tattoo, and he doesn't know where he got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I feel like you're all kind of breaking. Jonathan's arms are legs, and his legs are arms. <laughs> Ah. That's a detail about the room. <laughs> uh, I think since it is bird, uh, the the festival of the birds, there Ooh. is a an extremely ornate either cage or just like a really nice perch. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, one big skull shaped bed. <laughs> yes. Um, oh no. The uh, like anything that's not like uh, the beds or like the couches, they're all like raised and hung from the ceiling so they are all kind of like kind of like just perched and 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 swinging oh i love that so many swings they're all of the portraits on the walls are formal portraits but they're of skeletons yes of course it's very scary and their eyes still follow you they don't have eyes how Mm -hmm. anyway very well painted Mm mm-hmm all right. Um, so you you go in, and yes, there there is just one bed. There are plenty of sofas here. Like there's room for everyone, and, and I I think some like you know in, in the Japanese style, they they are mats that have been laid out on the ground, or, or you know, kind of a mattress yeah type thing that's been laid out on the ground, and that's clearly a temporary part of the room. It's something that they do when there are more guests than normally stay, and laid on each of the beds are uniforms um oh the I, I want you to decide which season you believe the broker represents season of the witch oh i mean either autumn or winter i think mm-hmm. probably autumn winter but oh 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 uh-oh i mean the roll for it the the this whole hotel kind of has an autumnal spooky Morning. halloween vibe that's true yes okay that'd be autumn well, in, in that hmm. case, your uniform People base color winter. is orange and laid. <laughs> okay. Yep. Ah, a color that looks good on no one. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 no. They're jumpsuits. <laughs> Just orange jumpsuits and they look great. Yeah, right, uh, no. but they, they can be patterned as you like. Like I would love to hear what, what you think the uh-huh. pattern might be. Orange is just heavily prominent in there. Like white can be a part of it too or, uh-huh. or black. Uh, but they each have a corsage and <sighs> that is an aster flower. Huh. Um, asters have also uh, been put up in bouquets around the room. That is the autumnal flower in this tournament. Okay. Let's just put on our orange jumpsuits and remember what we came here to do. Go up on that asteroid, put a nuclear bomb in it, and <laughs> save the world. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Dref is in the Steve Buscemi role in this. Call instance. me Horn Dog. <laughs> that was that was what they called him in that uh, movie. Oh no. Uh, I call the bed. That's a really smart call. Well, damn it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think it. if one of us was going to have the bed, it should probably be me. But I called it. It's a bird. The captain flops up on top of the bed. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I feel like that's Dref sort of. Laying out his territory. Oh, All right. I got one of these uh, suspended I, couches. I didn't and, do uh, Jonnet, uh runs at one of the couches and just jumps and leaps in. And I'm going to just say that <laughs> that's an advantage <laughs> and a threat. An advantage Great. and a threat. So you've got a total wash. Great. Which would uh, be a failure. So then uh, he jumps, jumps completely over it, and then lands on his feet. 
<laughs> Did you need to do that? Uh, yeah. Just show of how well you just jumped. Wanted to see you guys make you guys see my high jump. Well, did everyone see how well John had jumped? That? We're yes, all very, very impressed. Yes. All right, great. So I'm just gonna actually just sit in this couch now. Okay. I guess we. I suppose I sh- we should put these on. Is there a little? Um, you know how birds that are falcon or falcons have like a <gasps> little, little hoods? hood? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, there are hoods that have been specially designed for the birds that mm-hmm. you use. There's there's one that is well-sized to the Metatron. There is one well-sized to Lucas and, of course, one well-sized to Flea. But is there one for Caramel? Oh, yes. There has to be a hood for Caramel. <laughs> oh, Travis. And I it think looks this like a skull. Is, this one is uh, for you. Let's put this on. Let's put on your little hat. It's going to hurt so bad when I turn back. Yes. <laughs> no, it'll be like the Hulk where... The whom? Mm. <laughs> uh, the incredible whom. The incredible <laughs> whom. Uh, h- how much time do we have until the first event of the tournament? How much time do we I, have? I don't remember. I, I think you've got at least a day before the races. So you've, you've got a free day in town before the, the opening ceremonies. Gable, I assume that you will be the one, um, you will be the rider of the bird? Yes. In the race? I will be riding uh, with the... More, so, so the way it's going to work is you, you'll have a team of birds. Team More of birds. than one bird is going to be in the sky. Oh, okay. Is anyone else riding? I think each, We have three birds. I think each person is riding a bird. That was my understanding. Okay, I'll say this again. We have three <laughs> birds. Well, yeah, each person that's not a bird. I assume the race is during the day. <laughs> okay, I'll get on a bird. <laughs> I just thought that in an effort to share sort of the burden and responsibility, burden, the burden, burden. damn it, bird. Oh, we, we, we all got there. <laughs> You're all terrible. <laughs> yes, there. I assumed that since I was already participating in an event, I would give you the opportunity. That being said, I am obviously the best bird rider because I myself am a bird from time to time. So I will gladly ride a bird if someone is too scared. All right, we need a third. A bird. A third bird. We have a third bird. We need a rider for the third bird. If someone would like me to ride the bird, I will gladly ride the bird. I'll ride the bird. I'll ride the bird. Yes, I'll ride. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so okay. we have three riders, which means I will be acting as jockey person <laughs> and tail. Ta- well, no, that what's that called tail? Rider? No, three riders is rider, what we have. Rider, racer. 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 I will be I will be acting as racer, jockey and person. Which means I will be feeding the birds, saddling the birds, and doing something to their tails. Actually, I was just thinking about that. Couldn't you consolidate uh, feeding the birds and dressing the birds into one job? Well, yes, I mostly you can, but most teams don't because they have so many great sponsors okay. for all of their their okay. racers. Mm-hmm. Like, why why wouldn't you use all of the? Uh, so many great sponsors for the tail work. I will coordinate uh, with the crew and make sure that each bird has a person rider. <laughs> Racer and jockey. <laughs> Thank you. I and what we can do. I've in in my experience, there's certain types of strategies for like creating tailwinds and uh, speed and also aggression towards other riders. There are all the I could share those with you, or we could just sort of wing it. Ah. Thank you. I was working on that for quite some time. Uh, well. I have- 
I, I just believe that we will need uh, beaters, chasers, um, <laughs> seekers, seekers, bludgers. Well, bludgers. Uh, well, bludgers are beaters. I mean, bludgers, right? Bludgers are the ball, not yeah. the position. And the beaters, oh. beat beater, the beaters, bludgers. It's a very silly set of words, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's funny because I didn't really know much about uh, cricket, and then I read about cricket, and it's about as silly. <laughs> Cricket's very silly. I have a question about the race. If all three of us are going to be racing, is placement based off of like, does first place get like 10? Are we doing this Mario Kart style where Mm. first place gets like 10 points, second place gets eight points, and then your combined team score determines if you win or lose? Or is it strictly like one through three that's who takes it. So so this is a thing that I think, in addition to all of this, a rule book has been placed gotcha. with each of you. Each of you has the the most up-to-date version of the rules. Like, because there are griffin races all over. There there are, you know, bird shows uh in, in many metropolitan areas around the world, and they all have their own Byzantine structure of what <laughs> constitutes a good bird and what does not. So Going through the rule book, I think it's pretty easy for you to find that I indeed like how you place in the race individually accounts to a total team score. The better your overall team does, the better you will be seated for the joust. Okay. Mm-hmm. If if like you lost all of the other tournaments, potentially you could have to, you know, fight twice to three times as many jousts as the top-seated people, which will make you and your birds very tired. But what a Cinderella story. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's only happened a couple times. <laughs> That's how uh, Hildred won the second uh, tournament. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because everybody went after Hildred. The whole city was against her, but she fought her way from the bottom seed mm. uh, to win the joust overall. Well, if the race is as soon as I believe it is on the schedule, I need to start going out and pressing palms immediately. You're welcome to join me, but I can represent the team in the the social gatherings right now. Will you be going to... A bar, yes. Come on. Okay. Okay, well, fine. Jolly, well, do you want to come? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll come with. I, I guess maybe the the reference desk might be not be open this late, but I'll get it. I'll get it there tomorrow. Okay. Jonathan... When you go to the bar, remember what happened last time you went to a bar. Yeah, no tiny glasses. Big glasses only. No, 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 no. Uh, Wrong lesson learned. Just take it easy. Remember, the alcohol here is most likely strong. Okay. Thanks. And Dref, you will be joining us. Pouring over these rules, making sure that you are all prepared for what is to come. Oh, boring. Wow. Is the captain going to be helping you out throughout all of this? The captain is a zombie. <laughs> the captain is a corpse. There's nothing the captain can do no, to I meant, help I me. Meant in, the, in the process of writing, uh, racing, personing, or What a good look jockeying. that would be. I don't think that the captain is going to be at least racing um, uh, these birds, but the captain will mostly most likely be on hand to see what their crew is doing. This is an interesting complication that I would like to actually uh, put in front of you all. Part of what this competition is going to be for you now is maintaining the reputation of the Uhuru and likely people will expect to see the captain participate in one of these events. Probably falconing, right? Uh, oh. I think that that is the best event to um, 
put the captain in because it requires a minimal effort on his part. Mm, yes. Mm, yes. Yes, I will do all the work as usual. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, you were being yes, sarcastic. Was, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, we this is literally work that we need you to do. Well, yes, but I will do all the work as usual. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yes. No, the, we're all saying instance, the same yes. thing. Well, yes, but you. you I feel like the tone is different. Yes. Usually, I do all the work, and I suppose I'll continue. Stop to rolling do your bird eyes. Yes. Stop <laughs> uh, gesturing so your feathers are flying everywhere. I love the idea that like Johnny is <laughs> gesticulating with his hands. I love that he's doing that with one of his claws. <laughs> <laughs> Just like standing on one foot, like yeah. spinning his claw. <laughs> Gosh. Doing the little jerk off motion with his claw. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'll do the work. <laughs> Hey heroes, it's James, your game master. Welcome to the mid-roll. I'm back from my honeymoon. I feel happy and refreshed and ready to read some advertisements. And our first one comes to us from Aster Ray Yvette and goes out to Jacob. Happy anniversary, love. Thank you for introducing me to the worlds of podcast and tabletop role-playing. These past two years have been amazing, and I look forward to many more years of adventures with you, both in and out of game. I'm so grateful to have you in my life, and I love you so very much. Oh, Aster, thank you so much for sending in this message. And Jacob, you sound great and like a very lucky person. The next one comes to us from Gather Round Games and Addy Slepak, and they want me to tell you about Someone Has Died. Someone Has Died is an improvisational storytelling game set at a will arbitration in which players create strange characters who are all coming out of the woodwork and trying to convince an estate keeper that they are the most worthy of the deceased's grand fortune. It's a silly game about serious business. Someone Has Died is a perfect gateway game to introduce new players to role-playing, as well as a quirky one-shot for seasoned gamers. It takes 20 to 45 minutes to play, and even less time to learn. Someone Has Died was created by Gather Round Games, a small two-woman design team based out of New York City. After funding on Kickstarter in 2017, Someone Has Died is on its second printing and available right now. You can get your copy of Someone Has Died today at www.someonehasdiedgame.com. A huge thanks to Addy, Gather Round Games, and of course Aster for sponsoring the show this week. If you'd like to get your own personal or professional message into the mid-roll of One Shot or Campaign, just head over to OneShotPodcast.com and click on the Contact Us section, and there you'll be able to radvertise. Heroes, I am extremely excited about this episode. We're premiering a new song from Arnie Parrott called Lighthouse that will be available on the campaign soundtrack album once it comes out. Now, if you like Arnie's music and you're like the many people who constantly contact me asking where they can get updates about when that soundtrack is going to be available, you can sign up for the mailing list. That is going to be the fastest and most reliable way to get information about Campaign Skyjacks and especially that album. You can sign up for the mailing list by heading to bit.ly slash skyjackscrew. That mailing list also gets you access to official Skyjacks art. 
and news about our live shows and other neat stuff that we might have coming down the pike for you. Trust me, if you like this show, you'll want to be on the mailing list. I only send stuff out when I've got something exciting to share. Speaking of exciting things, Campaign is doing a live show on July 6th, and tickets are available for booking right now. You can follow the link in our show notes or the pinned tweet at the Campaign Pod Twitter account. And join us in Chicago with our podcast friends, The Cryptid Keeper. Before we get to the show, I want to give a huge thanks to Casey Tony, who filled in for me doing the mid-rolls in the interim, and I gotta say, did a pretty fantastic job with it. Those had me dying with laughter while I was on vacation. And I also owe a thanks to all of you for getting us to our weekly schedule by helping us hit our $8,500 a month goal on Patreon. Through the end of June, Campaign is guaranteed to be a weekly program. And that will continue into July and for the foreseeable future as long as our Patreon stays over $8,500 a month. Now, usually at the top of the month, there is a slight dip in our Patreon just because of how Patreon processes bills. As long as we get up to $8,500 by the end of each month, we should be fine. So if you're excited about weekly Skyjacks, be sure that you're enrolled as a Patreon backer. That'll get you access to exclusive bonus content. And it keeps this show coming to you on a weekly schedule. And speaking of thank yous, I've got to thank a few backers individually. John Morrissey, thank you so much. Susanna Nunez, thank you. Brandon Hawkins, thank you so much. Zoe DeCassia, thank you so much. Rachel Grace, thank you. Mickey, thank you very much. Claire Donaldson, thank you so much. Macy Grant, thank you. Alfie Prince, thank you very much. Zach Schramm. Thank you so much, Zach. Kevin Gwynn, thank you very much. Paul Bennett, thank you so much. Amanda Parparin, thank you very much. Tim Acton, thank you so much. Tristan A. Harder, thank you very much, Tristan. Severin Heiberg, thank you so much. Daniel Melkinov, thank you. Peter Hudson, thank you very much. Jackie Betts, thank you so much. And Roger Prouse, thank you. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. And I've already said quite a bit about that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So with all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. Jeff, are you sure you don't want to come out? We have a few moments, and we've been very keyed up for the past day or so. Do you, would you care to relax? Is there anything yes, we can do for you? I fully intend to relax. Will you? Yes, not out there. You just seem so on edge, more so than usual. I don't know that any of you have ever met me if this is your reaction to me. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair point. I'll be... Fair. I'll be objective about this i'm the most on edge person that has ever existed (laughs) but you seem worse (laughs) honestly that sucks to hear (laughs) 
Well, then, you know, it's, it's like telling someone, you look tired. <laughs> how, does a, how does a person, how is a person supposed to take that information? Especially from a talking bird doing the jerk <laughs> Is there anything you want us to get? Like a, just, a to-go bag? Just be careful. All eyes are on you. And operate with that level of, you know, awareness. Don't get kidnapped. Don't get captured. Kidnapped. Those are kind of the same thing. Sure, yes. The only real way to make sure that doesn't happen is if you come with us. That's, again, it's a fallacy in your logic. Oh, but it's I am the most apt target for kidnapping. It's so easy to catch a little lonely bird, especially one with a broken wing. And I'm so tired. No, don't don't hurt yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Snap. (laughs) No! <laughs> what a sociopath. Uh, Travis flies around the room but makes it seem like, you know, you know how yeah, like you can fake a limp, basically? Yeah, he yeah. could do that when he flies. Like, oh no. Oh. Oh, be be that kind of bird with the messed up foot. Oh, this poor bird. Oh, what look, point are you sudden... trying to make? <laughs> I'm just so defenseless. If only there were a, a meek, terrified doctor in a dirty coat to keep me safe. First of all, I'm not, he's talking about you. I'm not wearing the dirty doctor coat right now. I'm trying to keep a low profile. So wearing a dirty, regular clothes. Just dirty, regular clothes. An extremely any, dirty wig. And a dirty, any coat dirty wig. a doctor wears? A doctor coat? Uh, Doctor's coat. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Yes, f- f- semantically, yes. Well, all right, then. I don't stop being a doctor, but hopefully what you're doing, you won't need a doctor. I don't know. This foot looks pretty bad. Please don't need a doctor is what I'm saying. Please don't. Both my wings are broken? <laughs> well, why would you make that choice? <laughs> How could I ever fly in this condition? I mean, I don't want you to fly. <laughs> if that's where you're going, please stay here. And rest. Do you have a beeper? Most doctors have a beeper. That, that's, a, that's a little bird <laughs> that, 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 that goes into your pocket, and then I also have a bird, and then I send it to you, and then you send the little bird back. Yes, I have a beeper, <laughs> not an animal. The beeper is. Yes, for sure. Yes, the beeper I mean, is. That got eaten by the sentient slime in his pocket ages oh. ago. Oh. Yeah, ooh, yes, that beeper is, is definitely gone. Oh. <sighs> Okay. All right, Dref. We'll Take caution. We will be cautious. We I, be, I just can't imagine that you will. Well, I mean, honestly, if you're that worried about us, then the best <laughs> alternative would be to come, come with, with us. us. But, you know, I've, if you don't want to, I understand. We'll be back and we'll we'll bring you back something. Uh, nice treat. Something strong. No, don't. Okay, fine. Don't we'll do bring that. bring you back nothing. Thank you. Warm milk. Ugh. Oh, please, don't bring me back warm milk. Well, it'll probably be warm when we get it. Yes, By the time we get it to you, it might be just I don't, I, well, This is a hotel. If I wanted room temperature milk, I could order it. <laughs> I, okay, I think we're going to go. The more, the more we discuss this, the more I am afraid for what will happen. It'll be fine. Goodbye. Everything will be fine. We're just going to go to a bar and have fun and a good, cool time. <laughs> I'm going to leave all my swords here. Let's go. <laughs> Are you really leaving your weapons? No. Are you? Uh, I'm leaving the big one. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm not leaving well, all you, of my. You swords. did give the little one to Jonnet. Did I? Yeah. When? Yeah. You probably got a lot of stuff. before oh, the maelstrom yeah, yeah. when you thought you were leaving the ship. Oh. Yeah. Did I not get that? It's fine. We d- you didn't do a scene where you're like, and I'll just take, take that, that back. back. Uh, yeah. I have a knife. I've got knives. I'll take the knife. big sword. Yes. No. 
There's no way you could even drag it. He's a two foot. He's a two foot raven. He's a big. Ravens can hold. They're like ants. They can hold like a hundred times their body weight. I've seen a raven pick up a dog. My dog. Oh, I miss my dog. Raven taking an eighty pound lab. There are eagles that do that to goats. They can't lift them, but they'll grab goats from mountainsides and just drop them off of mountains so the goats die so the eagles can go eat them. I mean, that rules. That's pretty fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't kill the goat. The mountain did. (laughs) I'm just an eagle. I can't lift a goat. And everyone knows fall damage is the worst kind of damage. (laughs) 1d6 per 10 foot. So we cut to (laughs) you striding out of this hotel. This hotel is in a much nicer district. Uh, The streets are bright with gas lamps. Uh, There are people like talking and laughing outside. You can see that there there are uh, caricature artists and and tattoo artists and and, uh, like flower vendors uh, that have set up along the street sides that are uh, along with uh, food carts and whatnot, like shouting about their wares. There are carts full and full of peonies, asters, dahlias, and cherry blossoms just left and right all around you. And just down the street, there is a huge crowd of people outside an establishment that has a beautiful wooden sign with gold letters that says, The Roost. There is someone sitting outside that establishment with... A clipboard there, you know, we still have clipboards in this universe, and there appears to be like a long line of people that some are getting in and some are getting sent away. What do you do, cool kids who decided to go out? Where are you perched? Are you on someone? Are you uh, walking on like ground level, just like <laughs> like a pigeon? Yeah, city? like a pigeon trying to keep pace with someone who's seven foot tall and someone who's five foot tall. I think I'm on Gable's shoulder. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Hello. Maybe uh, we are uh, the veil party. I'm a different bird. <laughs> the bouncer is is a very mm. tall woman who's got like scars all over her face. Cool. That's a great bird right there. It is. It's a fine bird. Do you want it? I'm willing to give it away. <laughs> are you selling? Uh, mm, absolutely. How about when I leave, we negotiate this terrible bird that I have? I could negotiate a few things with you. I'm a different bird. Uh, um, a veil party, veil party, veil party. Okay, right here. Uh, let's see if I can guess names. Uh, Travis. Uh, no. So then you must be Jonnet. That's me. And that's good. You have to be Gable. Thank. Yes, that's the one and only. All right. Uh, those are the only members of your party. Yes, Anyone every- else going to be showing up? No, everyone is fast asleep. All Very right. safe and sound. Well, and- how how long is this bar uh, open till? Oh, uh, we're 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 going to be open throughout the whole tournament. Uh, oh, okay. We're, we're open. Well, uh- it may, we may have uh, Travis come through at a later time, but uh, for the time being, uh, it's just going to be us two. Yeah. All right. Uh, the only rule: no fights. Mm-hmm. And that bird's going to have to keep that hood on. Oh, really? Yeah, that, uh, I'm absolutely fine with. That. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a different bird. I'm, ugh, <laughs> if, if only I had a bigger hood. 
<laughs> well, uh, yeah. Uh, let, let, let me know if uh, you need anything. If anyone's causing any trouble, I'll, uh, I'll jump right to your rescue. And what was your name? Tabitha. Tabitha? It's great to meet you. Uh, thank you. <clears throat> okay. Bye. See you later. Okay. You you go in and there th- this place is very colorful. There there are people in uniforms. They they all have uh you know corsages. Those that are not in uniforms are you know dressed up very fancy with, with flowers all over. Uh, the air smells a pleasant faint uh, mix of alcohol and floral scents. And you can see like there there are just people talking laughing all over this bar. Are there any details you would like to add to the roost? There's a room uh, that has, like, a bead, beaded entry. Uh, there's, like, a uh, another bouncer. He's taking names, but that's where they do, like, the uh, the Neath version of cockfighting uh, <laughs> in the back room. Oh, man. Uh, if people are interested in that. <laughs> there's a track on the, the roof that's just, like... A bunch of birds just walking back and forth like like a cat arcade. I love that. <laughs> I think there is a place. So unlike most bars where Ilamat is kind of in a dark, seedy corner, I mm-hmm. think that there is. It's more of a spectacle and a. Uh, I don't know. There's like a, there's definitely an Ilamat play area, but it's not. It's not tucked away somewhere. It's more out in the open. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, cool. So yeah, you, you've you've got this this bar. I, I will say there's there's also probably a couple tattoo artists that have like the bar is sponsored, mm-hmm. and there's a big splash of like sketches that they've done. So you get an idea of what their work is. Jonet turns to Gable mm-hmm. and is like, uh, "Hey, uh, how about I uh, get you that drink? I get you a, a drink, and we can talk about why that bouncer made you so nervous. Mm-hmm. What do you want? What?" What do you want? How One Maelstrom, please. I'm not nervous. Oh. Okay, are you going to talk or are you going to not talk? I'm a different bird. <laughs> oh, you can't. That you doesn't can't work do on that. us. <laughs> Gosh, this make me nervous. It's just. You feel nervous. You feel tense. Hey, get, get your claw. Your claws are very sharp. Stop it. I don't, oh, well. I don't know. The, something about this whole place. I'm, I usually feel very confident, but I feel a little bit off kilter. Maybe I, w- I would love a drink. That'd be great. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, you know, our credit is uh, tied to the one of the biggest names in the city. So let's let's grab a drink. Uh, he <laughs> runs up to the counter. He orders a Maelstrom, a dark ale for Gable, and he, he orders a light ale. And he also especially requests like, hey, I'll pay full price, but I only want half. Mm-hmm. Aww. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want a soft drink? We could get you a soft drink. No, 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 uh, <laughs> no. What's your name? Missy. Missy. Uh, I, I want. I want a full. I, I, I want a half of, uh, of a light beer, and I will consume it all, and it's not going to be a problem. You're awfully young. Is the thing? Are you here with your parents? I am. I am a par- mm. I am a racer. Uh, for the, for the, uh, the, uh, the Ira, fucking Ira, Ira, uh, Ira Piora. That's exactly how it actually goes down. (laughs) (laughs) The, the, I, the, I, I'm, I'm here for the Ira Piora. Look, look, I, I don't want to talk down to you Mm. at all. (laughs) Charming. Uh, (laughs) you don't have to drink if you don't 
like it. Mm, bird riders, they 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 drink, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have a drink, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stay within my means. <laughs> and if you have any water to cut this with, <laughs> I will take some water. Actually, you know what? You know what? I just had an idea. Let's go half light beer, half water. That's <laughs> gonna be disgusting. <laughs> no, well, I'll, I'll decide that for myself. I could make you a ginger beer. Would you like that? It, it's gonna look just like all the alcoholic stuff, but it's gonna taste a lot better. Make both, please. I'll do mine first, the one I choose to do, and then I'll try yours. I respect that. <laughs> Thank you, Missy. You she goes away face. to prepare your drinks and the, goes through the 20-minute ritual of getting the maelstrom ready. <laughs> I, I bet here they they have, because it's like such a touristy time, I bet they either have some sort of like pre-made yeah. version. You know, it's like it's like the... A touristy version, kind of. Well, it, it's it's they they definitely have the gentlefolks maelstrom, yeah, which is different than the traditional maelstrom because it tastes better. I'm sh- I bet that's what they. It's like getting a, ordering a margarita and getting a frozen margarita. Yeah, 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 yeah. The drinks do eventually come back. There, there is this neat little like purpose made dish that that has the spice blend on it, um, and the shot glasses and like little ball glasses are like specially made mm-hmm. for it. Before we continue with this bar scene, I do want to cut upstairs to the hotel room and Dref. What is Dref doing right now? Is he kind of uh, studying the rule book, as he said, or what's yes. going on? Yeah, absolutely. He's just pouring over the rule book, uh, trying to understand what it is that they have signed up for. I need you to make a perception check for me. Just one advantage, and it's no successes or failures, so wash, but with one advantage. So I, I think you are pretty engrossed in in the rule book, like going over uh, things that are happening there. The, the the hotel and city around you are like kind of noisy, but this is definitely more isolated and reserved than like even you normally get. Mm-hmm. And, and part of you is enjoying that piece. You didn't notice the captain get up out of the bed, um, but the captain is now <clears throat> standing quite close to you looking out the window. Does Jeff notice that? Yeah, like eventually like you, you sort of look up from the rule book, you realize the captain isn't in the bed and you know you didn't give him any commands, mm-hmm. but you look around the room and it's not hard to see him, especially with this ridiculous beaded hood that he still has. What is he doing? Just staring out the window? He is staring out the window and it appears he has a hand up on the glass. Um, Dref attempts to issue him a command to come away from the window. Yeah, roll that out. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's the difficulty? Difficulty is still going to be average. Still average. That is two triumphs, a Holy success, shit. and an advantage. Goyf. So you... So basically three successes, two of those are triumphs and an advantage. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're going to have to tell me how you want 
to play this, uh, what 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 do you want from your triumphs? Because he's definitely going to follow this command. So so I, what Dreft tr- tries to do is a relatively simple thing, which is just issue this command to get Oromar back to him. But there's this divine link between him and Oromar. It's the link that is keeping Oromar animated, uh, keeping him from rotting, keeping him moving. Um, and when Dreft goes to issue this simple command, I want him to... He goes deeper into that link than he intended to go and gets like some sort of glimpse into what else may be pulling at Oromar to make him like really all he wanted was to dra- drag him back from the window. But instead he gets a glimpse into why Oromar got up and went to the uh, window, whether that be an emotion or a feeling or just something that Dref was not expecting to uncover there. You are hit with a wave of a powerful emotion when you go through it. And Dref, I think, has or might have a difficult time identifying this. This is a feeling of infatuation, of romantic attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can feel that like just being directed like that, that that powerful anxiety. Has has Dref ever been in love? No. So yeah, it's it's unfamiliar. It feels like anxiety, but it is a more positive kind of it. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> it Dref has certainly felt like the, like a type of longing before, so he has like some sort of understanding of what this is, but he was not expecting to be hit with anyone else's emotion. Like he didn't. That was that caught him completely off guard. So Dref does that, issues the command to the captain to come back, gets hit with that wave, and then a second later, Dref is like, finds himself on the floor. There are like tears that he does not remember crying coming down his cheeks, and the captain is standing in front of him looking down at him. Yeah. Yeah. The captain's face does read with an emotion, like it, it, it looks wistful, but... You know, you you do know better because you have worked around bodies before. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know that this is just how the muscles have have set and and relaxed. But it looks as though there's like kind of a genuine care and concern for you. Jeff like slowly stands up and though he can't like come to Oromar's full height, like he's standing in front of Oromar looking like intently into Oromar's eyes. What is happening to you? He's trying like searching, seeing if he can get any glimpse of anything that would like convey the emotion or the whatever that was emoted that Dref like felt inside of his own heart and he's like very much confused and probably a little bit frightened and also overcoming this wave of emotions that were not his that were like implanted into him yeah and I think like because you're trying to see through all that you you don't notice the captain's hand moving he reaches out and gently but firmly grabs one of your hands and squeezes it um, and it uh, like you can feel there's a, a tremendous amount of effort that mm-hmm. goes behind this before it kind of like limply falls at, at its side, you know, to the regular almost automaton sort of programmed movement that that you've put into it before. Dref, <laughs> Dref, like 
takes a step back, takes many steps back, mm-hmm. walks over to the window, kind of like side glances out the window to see if there's anything that he can see from what the captain was looking at. There's a ship. There's a landing ship. Landing in the dock. Um, you, you can see, you know, around, Oh, yeah. We're on around, the fourth floor. Exactly. Around all the walls of this city. And this is a tremendously appointed hotel. You've got a great view. And uh, ships can dock in a ring on, uh, along those walls all around the city. And there is a ship coming into port now. It is an older model, a converted galleon ship that you can see even from here. You know, I think because this is a super fancy hotel room, there is a spyglass that is in this room. Oh yeah, Jeff goes to it. So yeah, yeah. Looking through the spyglass, you can see this ship looks like it has been through hell. It has probably seen many, many battles and it is flying a brilliant azure flag. And the glow of the feather weave, that like bleeding red texture that that lit feather weave has, uh, is lighting up the nighttime. And I need you to make some kind of knowledge check to see what you would know about a ship like this. Uh, as long as this isn't forbidden lore. This is not forbidden. Cool. Then it's just a kind of regular knowledge check. No, it's an even wash. Even wash. Yeah. You you look at it, um, and something something hits you. You feel like I should know something about this, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know where you would have learned about it, but the ship does seem familiar, or the flag seems familiar. Something about this seems significant. Is there a pencil and paper in this hotel room? Yes. Okay, so as that ship is landing, um, before it, it goes out of sight or whatever, uh, Dref does like a sketch of um, the flag that he sees flying on it. For of sure. The, of the symbol, and then tucks that um, uh, sketch into his pocket. Yeah, you, you study it as well as you can before the ship gets pulled firmly into dock and the, the the feather weave the furnaces go out and it is harder to see against the night sky um he turns back to oromar what is it was oromar doing anything throughout that time oromar has turned to look out the window and appears to be looking at that ship <sighs> dref is very concerned by this but also doesn't really know what to do and just kind of issues Orimar the off command, basically. Mm. Like whatever command he issues him for like Orimar to go limp and return to being as like corpse-like as possible. Yeah. Um, so that like Orimar's A repose in, command. Yeah, his is like rest mode or whatever. Cool. Uh, and then I'm assuming Orimar takes the command? Yes. Okay, yeah. Dref then goes back to the rule book that he was studying, but he's his attention is like split and he keeps – you know, checking on Orimar, as it were, but doesn't really, like, see anything else coming out of him. Okay. I want to cut forward in time a little bit while you're in this bar. I ten think, years later. Yeah, <laughs> ten years. You've been in this bar ten years. It was cursed. It, it's, it's haunted. It's a very haunted bar. Everything about well, this place is haunted. haunted. You know. Um, yeah, you, you've had, you know, maybe maybe you're on your second drinks. Where are you? What are you doing? Gable is at one of the tables that has a tattooist. What Gable has done, they they get tattoos pretty frequently, especially for their back and things like that. But as kind of a gesture of goodwill and to talk to a bunch of the other flyers and racers who are around, they're getting like looking at a range of like $5 tattoos that are just like samples. Like, yeah. Oh, those things that the 
artist likes to make and they're trying to pick which one that they want. Okay. Yeah. So, so you've got, you've got this big board of different, uh, common like skyjack or, or, uh, racer tattoos, uh, Mm -hmm. that would be on you joust tattoos, Mm -hmm. uh, that could be there. And there is someone sitting next to you who looks like they've definitely had a few drinks. Their hair is, they've, they've got a bun, um, and they've got like kind of an undercut Mm-hmm. And they're very short. They're five two, but also incredibly jacked. Uh, she's just like she's got those big muscles. She is wearing a yellow uniform, and there is a big black dahlia that's pinned to her shirt. And she's looking up at you and going, "I can't believe you are a racer." What do you mean? We, we're all racers here. Well, of, of course, and I, I don't mean to offend, but how do you find a bird strong enough? You're very tall. <laughs> I'm a different bird. <laughs> I understand. It took me a while, but I've, I've my my three griffins are they're they're no larger than any other bird. They're no bigger. It's just they're very hardy. I can't wait to see you up there. Well, what's your event? Oh, the the race, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And so you specialize. You specialize in the race. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> I would have figured you for a jouster. Well, it, if it comes down to it, maybe we'll see if I'll we'll have to try my hand at that. I, I guess that's right. Everybody's seated for the race, and not everybody makes it to the joust. No, not necessarily. Uh, Gable picks the tattoo that they want and it is a picture of a partic- very particular star in a series of a constellation. Are you looking for your way home? Hmm? How do you mean? That's the morning star. Oh. That maybe maybe you're just a trainer and not a skyjack but uh, it's kind of a superstition uh, that uh, the skyjacks say if you get that tattoo you'll always be able to find your way home. That's a lovely sentiment. I just admired the design. And Gable sits down, rolls up their sleeve to offer their forearm to the artist. I'll take one too, she says, and she rolls up her sleeve and you can see that there are lines and lines of feathers that have like an X through them across it. Oh, uh, well, that's quite a, the design. I'm a jouster, uh, I, it's a silly thing, but uh, I get these every time I unseat someone from a bird. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I hope not to meet you in battle. <laughs> oh, I hope I do meet you. You look like you'd be a challenge. Travis uh, leans into Gable's ear. I'm a different bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and... I assume that these tattoos are like more stick and poke than anything, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, it is. It's not like modern tattoos where you have these electric needles that nope. can do things very quickly. I think it might be somewhere between a modern tattoo and a stick and poke. Like, there's maybe a foot pedal, like an old timey sewing machine, which I think is how they actually used to do old timey tattoos. Yeah. So it's like it's a little quicker and more precise than a stick and poke, but still. A bit of a bummer. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, so yeah, it, it 
it's the sort of thing that like you're here for a while um for sure um and she is bleeding a lot because it, it's clear that she's had some drinks and there's just less body there for for the alcohol to take up so uh yeah her, her her blood's a little thin right now but she is laughing and having a tremendous time uh gable is trying to get some uh game strategy so they're asking a lot of pointed questions like what what's your uh what is your mount i i fly a peregrine which is not great for the joust normally but i'm kind of small so i try to take advantage of that i did and i don't i didn't want to comment but joust requires a certain amount of uh power and oh i can generate a lot of power and thrust i assure you (laughs) i'm sure Oh, <clears throat> if you're not doing anything later, I could show you. Not to come on too strong. It's just I only get to be around other jousters for so long. Um, I. I'll let you think about it. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm fairly successful. Yeah. I'm sure you are. It's a pleasure to uh, meet you. Are we close to finished here? Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I've made you uncomfortable. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I just have been uh, uh, around just the same group of people for quite some time, and it's it's hard to talk to new people, you know? I, I didn't even tell you my name. I'm, I'm Hildred. Hild- Hildred Gestar. Pleasure to meet you. Let's cut over to Jonnet. Jonnet, what are you doing? Mm. Jonnet has found his way into the cockfighting room, <laughs> and he is—he's trying—he's just like watching right now. But then at that, while he's watching, like I'd say another writer comes up to Jonnet. This is like it's—it's it's a boy, like younger than Jonnet, mm-hmm. and he's like sees Jonnet's because Jonnet has the the uniform on, and he comes up to Jonnet and like. They're just like kind of going back and forth on like who's got more money, who's going to throw in on the next cockfight because they're waiting for the the round to end before they like bet on the next one. Cool. It's my bird. You bet five gold coins on my bird. Five gold coins. Yeah. You really have five gold coins. I have five gold coins on my bird. Where did you get five gold coins from? I did your mom and dad get it to you when you were just born and they gave it and put it in the cradle because you're so young? No, I. I'm I I'm a thief, and my my pockets are full of coins. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I'll see your five coins, mm. and I'll go. I'll throw in seven coins <gasps> on credit because I've loaded credit. Yeah. You can't get credit. You're too young. <laughs> Is there any kind of like you're too young? Oh well, I guess uh, I may be young, but uh, my sponsor is time-tested, tried, and true. Oh. Yeah, I'm backed by the broker. What? Yeah. The broker has just got... Oh, boy. I'm in over my head. (laughs) (laughs) I think somebody will come up behind this, like, nervous kid who's clearly, like, affiliated with the same team. Johnny, what does this person look like? Oh, they're sort of an Egon Holtzman type, mm-hmm, you know, if we're talking mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. Just kind of a little 
a little zany, tall and lanky, and just like kind of big, crazy blonde hair. Got, got and a, definitely goggles. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. sure. I think they like sense the nervousness in their compatriot. I'm also forcing you to play this. Sure, game. sure. What seems to be the trouble, kids? Oh, there's, there's no problem. I'm gonna beat. I'm gonna beat him in this fight, and then I'll have seven gold coins, and I'm not nervous. Well, you sure sound nervous. Yeah, is this kid with you? Hey, I'm not a kid. Hey, I think it might be past this guy's bedtime. I think it's also past your bedtime. What do you think, bud? I I, I set my own bedtime. I'm that old. (laughs) John is being so spicy. I don't know. He's unsupervised right now. He's liable to do anything. Well, I do think it is time for all of us to retire because we've got to get up bright and early tomorrow. Ugh, you're not my dad. No, but I am your... Uncle, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since your dad died... I miss my dad so much. Oh, oh, oh my God. I'm so, so... Oh my God. I didn't... My mom died too. Oh no. Were they close in proximity to my their My sister death? fell down a well and then they both tried to go down and get her. And then they both drowned in the well. Oh, there was water in the well. There was water in the well. Oh, uh. And now hey. I give my uncle took care of me, but he, I, well, I hope but, whenever you decide to go to bed, you have sweet dreams. I, I, I didn't know that. I'm never like this. This is, I, oh, jeez. I can't believe you're going to take him like this. And across the room, I I will apologize. I have dubbed over the the previous voice. This is the person that you encountered in the lift before. The scarred man of the Youngblood family. Oh. They're running a grift on you. What? These two? Yes. What? This little twerp? Hey, don't blow up my spot, man. (laughs) You tried, were you trying to get me to like pay you or something? I was trying to kill you and to give me 20 gold pieces. <laughs> Dang, man. Come oh, on. Come on. If you want to run a grift like that, do it somewhere that's not the roost. There are rules. Well, we just thought, you know, since it's festival time, it might be okay. It might be okay. No, especially not the roost. This is a sacred place, he says in front of this cockfight going on. This like brutal. <laughs> All right, we'll get we'll get out of here. Come just on. give us just give us our ten pieces of gold. Okay, and we'll... fine. I'll give you your tip. Wait a minute. No. <laughs> Are these Muppets bothering you, Mister Youngblood? <laughs> Come on, let's get out of here. <laughs> does that thing where a human grabs a Muppet and they're like, no, no. <laughs> they're just flailing around, <laughs> drag them on the floor and throw them out. I have to admit, I didn't expect to find you in the roost, especially before the tournament. We found ourselves in a circumstance that landed us an opportunity. I'm going to be a race. Uh, well, I'll be par- taking part in the tournament. Representing the broker, no less. Yeah. Broker backed. Uh, I will admit I have underestimated you and your fellows again and again. Yeah, it may not seem like we know what we're doing, but we always get the job done. Uh, what brings you to the roost? I you... plan on competing as well. Oh. I'll be in the joust. Oh. Is that an event that you uh, frequent? Are you, you do a lot? That not a lot? really. I'm... Merely representing family, of course. Uh, If I could get out of it, I would. There's much I'd rather be doing. I usually would hope that an older sibling would uh, take on the role of representing the family in a joust, but here I am, the only uninjured member. Uninjured? Is your family known to get into trouble? 
Well, we're with the syndicate and uh, some are very ambitious with their work and those that leave the syndicate are typically running privateer ships and their time is far too precious to waste on a silly event like this. Prestige is important, though, and I do value that. Hmm. Well, as, as someone who's, uh, I guess you you don't necessarily want to be here, uh, where would you normally uh, find want to find yourself in the skies? Where do you want to be? Well, I don't mean to alarm you, but I am a hunter. Oh, okay. What do you hunt? Corsairs. Oh. Um. Obviously, I respect this place and even this tournament as sacred ground. You have nothing to fear from me now. But maybe someday. He smiles. And it makes you feel real uneasy. It's a gross smile. Yeah, there's. Uh, he gets like goosebumps on his back and tries his best not to show it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, now I, I've I thought about it, and I, I don't really want to be uh, gambling away the broker's credit on, uh, on uh, fights like this. I'll, I'm going to be retiring to the rest of my team. I, I hope to. I wish you the best in the, in the tournament. Hope to see you in the air and. Hopefully hope to never see you again. (laughs) A very wise and mature decision, I assure you. You know, there is always a way out. You are awfully young to be committing to the life of a Corsair. I can't imagine how it must feel to grow up on the run, constantly being hunted. And someone in your position must have acquired skills and perhaps information that someone in my position would be most keen to hear. There are arrangements that could be made. You're offering me a way out? I can only pull so many strings, but uh, if your crew is the crew that I think they are, any information that would lead to their capture would be handsomely rewarded. Uh, you know what? Uh, I thank you for your time, Mr. Youngblood. And rest assured, if I ever decide to to get out, I'll track you down. But uh, I wouldn't wait on that. He smiles again, that same gross, gross smile. Think about it. Life is a terrible thing to waste. Life in the skies is never a life wasted. On that matter, you and I agree (laughs) wholeheartedly. And he returns his attention to like the now in (laughs) in the shadow of his presence, this cockfight is kind of like revealed as the cruel thing that it is. Like you can see how sad and and gross and weird the whole thing is. And there's like a, there's just like a moment where like Jonnet looks around the ring and like all of just the grossest, slimy, smarmy people are the ones that are around just like just yelling at like uh, at the top of their lungs at these animals. And uh, John is just like, no, this isn't me. And he gets up and uh, and walks out. No animals were harmed during the filming of this episode of Campaign Podcast, <laughs> except a pigeon that Johnny kicked. <laughs> uh, it was in my way. <laughs> mm. uh, so- and technically it was on the way here before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you are uh, 
your your tattoo like was not very elaborate. No. I I, I want to know uh, what kind of ink did you use for it? Like, because uh, we can go all sorts of wild on stuff that exists in this universe too. I think so. I think this tattoo, it's in on their left arm on the inside of their forearm. Mm-hmm. First of all, the traditional sailor's tattoo is straight up that ugly star, it, like the naval star, which mm-hmm. is, is kind of cheesy and I don't like it. Um, so, Keep in mind that there will be a Patreon goal number for you to get this tattoo. Get the tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, More it, likely someone will get this tattoo yes. and then they'll tweet it at you. And, and you'll if say, you get it without hitting that Patreon goal, we will prosecute. Oh, we no. will press charges and sue you to have to get that flesh from your arm. Oh, God. Yep. Uh, so it's fairly small because it is just a $5 tattoo. Um, the North Star... That's in, real small. I believe in this world is navigable because it is a different color it's like not bright white or anything it is just it shows up a little bit blue in the sky and and that's why it's like it's so unusually bright and that's why it's so easy to navigate from so the way the artist has interpreted it it is lyrics to smash mouths (laughs) all-star yes exactly (laughs) just theoretically Uh, you know i'm noticing in your official art there's like this kind of star pattern in front of the Metatron. Yeah, so it's very much a literal what a star looks like. It's not the the five-pointed pattern. It's mm-hmm. sort of like it honestly looks like the the star above Jesus's <laughs> uh but it is done in such a way like the blue is the the radiant streams away from it. Ooh. And then on the inside it's done in a silver white. Cool. So in some lights, it you can't see it, but it is reflective in in the sun, and it's like it's gonna fade pretty quickly because like white and silvery, non dark ink sinks into the skin pretty quickly. But for right now, it looks very like almost as if it was placed there by magic. That rules. Hildred's tattoo has has wrapped up uh, this time as well. Um, it is a much smaller rendition of the star on her wrist, and it looks less glorious and radiant than yours does. Man, it looks like you really picked the right artist. No offense. Uh, she says, like, kind of rolling her eyes at the <laughs> the tattoo artist that's across from her. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I apologize. That's weakness. <laughs> It just sort of called out to me. It's it's nothing special. I just think it a, suits you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to... Don't laugh at me. I just love a person getting a tattoo and being like, it's not special. <laughs> <laughs> just forever on my skin. Well, no, oh, I've certainly it, gotten to that point. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, this is dumb bullshit. At a certain point, yeah. When you're hundreds of years old, it's all dumb bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> or when you're 30. <laughs> it's like 100 We years said old. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I've been curt. It's just... Thank you for your time and your attention. Uh, she smiles like it's... You can tell there's a little bit of disappointment in the smile, but she's like... Hey, I'm happy to help, and I'll be around all weekend. Uh, she winks, and 
gets up and holds her wrist up to the room and like you can see across the room in uniforms that match hers the, the same yellow all with dahlias pinned to their chests they like raise their glasses and and cheer and like everybody you know seeing that uh, Hildred has gotten a new tattoo everybody in the room takes a moment to cheer and I think dahlias like get tossed into the air um, as she makes her way over to her table Gable turns to the tattoo artists and asks, do you know what hotel she's staying in? I think like your tattoo artist smirks. Like I think her tattoo artist is probably related by blood to slam somehow. And we can, we can pull on that plot thread later. (laughs) And Um, we will. We will. Uh, Yeah. She'll lean across and go, I can find out for you. Thank you. can see in the background like hildred's table is like like pointing and asking questions and hildred like says something to roll her eyes and everyone at the table like laughs and like claps her on the back um Mm -hmm. as sort of a better luck next time kind of thing are tattooed and Jonnet has just emerged like looking probably how does Jonnet look uh Jonnet looks very like kind of just pensive he's never been this is something that he's always wanted to do be a skyjack he's gotten his first taste of it he's kind of immediately gotten very soon after joining gotten in over his head he's had a moment earlier today where he like regretted it and like having that moment of like there's an out like he's he's just like kind of just pondering that over he meets up with uh gable and uh he says to them he's like oh hey uh nice nice ink oh thank you john i'm so glad you're here (laughs) yeah uh Youngblood's in the... He's going to be jousting. Sacre bleu! This bird has one hand of Illimat! <laughs> I'm a different bird! Johnny, Johnny! <laughs> there is a crowd of people gathered around the table with this raven sitting on an Illimat mat. Uh, like, and you can see the point counter is just much higher. And... There are people like just cannot believe their goddamn luck pushing money across the table <laughs> at this fucking bird. There are a bunch of Illimat cards on this table that have little holes pecked in them too because the bird is like pecking at the cards that they want and like people are helping the bird. Caramel! <laughs> I'm a different bird! Oh man, he's uh. really... How, did, you, did you even finish the first Maelstrom? I'm a different bird. There's no way. It would kill him. Right. He would be dead. Oh, God. Uh, Travis, like, flies up from the table over to towards Gable and Jonnet, but is a little sloppy and, like, hits the wall behind them. Fuck yes. And then, like, flies back up and lands on, uh, I guess, Jonnet's shoulder and is like, Uh, can you go grab that money? Scotty Jacks.
I need someone to carry the money because I because I because of the beak. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, look, yeah, I'll I'll get the money, but but what if people are start asking questions like pe- birds don't play Illimac? Well, I'm a different bird, you see. Walked <laughs> <laughs> right into that. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'll go get the money. Uh, yeah, I think before you even do it, uh, there is uh, one one of the waiters uh, is is. Like holding a bag and like looking confused, like looks yeah. to Gable and's yes, like, "Yes, it's caramel. It's my dum dum bird." I am so impressed. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, Travis jumps back down on the table and picks up a white feather. He had plucked a feather to mm-hmm. use as his ocus, mm-hmm. uh, so oh, he picks it. Fuck. He picks it back. He tries up. to stick it back in his skin. <laughs> uh, if anyone at the end of the third day of the festival. I'm going to auction off caramel just as a. <laughs> it's going to be a love. Please yeah, yeah, just come back here to the roots so we can sell huge. off this dumb, dumb bird. I'm a different bird. Okay, we're going to go now. Um, and uh, yeah, like as as you head off, uh, the uh, waiter also slips a piece of paper to you, Gable. Um, that uh, just it's like it's. I think it is like a card for a hotel, like like a calling card with with a room number written on it and uh, a signature that looks like Hildred. Mm. And that's the episode. Mm. And the Wi-Fi password is <laughs> the last name in the room number. Yes. Yep, it's the last name in the room number. We return once again to the audition table for the Uhuru. There is a long line of colorful characters who are waiting for their shot to get aboard. And a young man approaches the table now, placing his headshot and resume in front of a panel of judges. Hello, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I'm so sorry, are you, are you feeling well? Yeah, we can get you a, a, a tissue if you need it. No, I'm fine. Oh, oh. Uh, um, I'm sorry. Okay. We are doing these auditions again next week if you want to come back and... Oh, a callback? No, 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 no you haven't. Made spit, it to the spit. You have to stop offering people. Uh, but that's not spit. That's no nose. <laughs> uh, no nose. Nope. You have to uh, wait. What? I'm, that's. We, the I'm sorry. No, should no. should I come back in a week? It seems like you've got some stuff to work out. The fact that a new person's here is very unsettling. I will give you that. I, I did a double take. Uh, I thought that was a, 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 a spit doing a no dose impression. It's very good. Does. Does Spit do a good no-dose? I wouldn't say he does a good no-dose, but he definitely does a sexual one. (laughs) (laughs) So, So. on your resume, I see you uh, are currently working. That's excellent. Yes, I have a career. Uh, For what? Ghost baits. Hmm. I'm sorry? Ghost baits? I heard you. I'm just sorry. (laughs) Well, uh, you see, I am trying to find a new job, so... And yes. uh, what do you do at Ghost Mates? I'm a courier. Uh, I'm very good at delivering, and I would like to hold those skills much like a majestic raptor holds its claws. Um, oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> with with your position at, at Ghost Mates, what are you necessarily uh, moving around? What are you, are you delivering ghosts? No, just ghost-related uh, paraphernalia i am uh, very interested in herbal remedies as well uh and spiritual crystals and uh all sorts of um otherworldly ephemera uh well i do apologize that we are very much a a scientific vessel we invest in you know real medicine and 
a real surgery, so okay, you might well, not fit in. I think that it's important to have a holistic approach to health, mm. uh, both from real medicine and mm. fake uh, hokum. Mm, okay. <laughs> so you do recognize that a lot of new age medicine is hokum? Uh, yes, but I do very much enjoy bunny. Oh, oh. Bunny? Well, fair. Buddy. Actually, buddy. I'm coming around. Buddy. buddy. Hmm? Buddy. <laughs> buddy. But, but no, oh, buddy. Buddy. Oh, no, buddy. You smoke, buddy. You smoke weed? No. <laughs> you, you, you get high, Chief? Well, you y- talk? Yeah, but... That, but Okay. Chill, man. It's cool. It's all, it's all cool. cool with me. <laughs> Wait, who is this Wait, no, person? <laughs> don't, 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 don't be a freaking narc, man. <laughs> we're, we're just trying to... Don't harsh his bud. We're trying to cheat, cheat, cheat out with the new, uh, new guy. Uh, Dref accidentally walked through someone else's uh, smoking <laughs> about five minutes ago, and he's very, very high. I'm going mm-hmm. to apologize. Pa-pa-pa-pa. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to move on to the part of the interview where we see if he's killed before. You're very... You're Have a real you buzz killed kill before? <laughs> yes. Ooh. See? Both on oh. purpose and on accident. Oh, oh. Tell us about the accident. Well, um, then tell us about the porpoise that you killed, <laughs> my man. What, what, what will you do? How long were you in that cloud of what smoke? What were you doing in the ocean around that dolphin, dude? I'm gonna. I think Does, we need to get this, him a sandwich. Is this? Is that, hey, is this water up for grabs, or is this anybody's? Is anyone? No, you can have it. It's in your hand. <laughs> okay. You're holding two waters. Hey, don't mellow my kind, bud, Dookie. <laughs> what? Oh boy, 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 boy. He just did an unconvincing impression of sipping from a glass and then actually <laughs> sipped from a glass. I was just putting my lips up to it, trying to get close to it. But I was trying to warm them up before I did it. <laughs> so uh, why do you want to be a bird? <laughs> well, I know that it's impossible for me to be a bird, but I would like to learn how to ride a bird so I can feel the fantasy of flight. Oh, uh, well... Well, it's true. We do keep birds. Uh, there are easier ways to get involved in the the birding riding community. Like, have you worked at a local stable? Have you written any short stories about any uh, birds that have changed your young teenage life? Perhaps uh, dressage. No. Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> Could, do you have one of your stories? Uh, yes. Available upon request. I'm requ- yeah. That was a request. Oh. It was implied. Uh, sure, here you go. Oh wait, is it on your? <clears throat> is it on your Patreon? Do I have to donate <laughs> to see your stories? Uh, well, you could read a sample, and then if you uh, think you might like the whole thing, uh, you could just uh, donate. And anyone who donates five dollars a month gets access to all my short stories and also uh, my drawings. If you see, I do have a few tattoos, and those are all based on my own artwork. Oh. oh, those are tattoos. Oh, what do you think they were? I thought they were little flat birds on him. <laughs> little flat birds laying on his skin. He moves. He's so he moves so slow that I thought maybe the birds has just fallen asleep. <laughs> little flat birds. I like to pet one. Mother, um, mother, may I? Mother, 
Dref, you have a surgery after this. You have a surgery after this. I'm going to do your surgery after this. No. The worst part, he scheduled two surgeries at the same time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a penis swap. (laughs) 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 Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at oneshotpodcast.com. Like Character Creation Cast. Character Creation Cast is a discussion podcast where Amelia Antrim and Ryan Boatier create characters in multiple role-playing games with prominent guests from around the game's community. Each month, Character Creation Cast examines the character generation process in-depth in a different game with new guests each series. They always take the time to reflect on the game, its design, and what guests have to say about it. Think of it as sitting in on a great Session Zero every week. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter at Tyler A. Dave, on Mainstage with Second City, or at IO with Devil's Daughter. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or at Comedy Sports Chicago with the One Woman No Show. Travis Matago was played by Johnny O'Mara, who could be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. Dref Wormwood was played by John Patrick Cohen, who can be found on Twitter at JPSoFly, on stage at IO with Devil's Daughter, or on his podcast, Hey Riddle Riddle. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y-P-O-N-E-Y, or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The role-playing game used for this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system published by Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Health to the strangers who've ever been kind And once for our friends ne'er to rise Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky